so delighted on day two, Tuesday, of the restaurant show that we have got the Lock-In Podcast live with a great panel. But the main man, our host of the Lock-In Podcast, is going to be hosting it just for a change. He's very good at what he does. Uh, he's called Ed the Pub Man Online. That's so much more. Um, and uh, a life filled with a love of beer and pubs and so much more. So less of me, more of, it, of him. I give you the editor of the morning advertiser, the very special and the very here at the Kensington Olympia, Ed Bennington. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you. Okay. So hello and welcome to the Lock-In Podcast, the show that lifts the lid on life in the pub trade by those working in it. Now this is a slightly different podcast this week as we're recording this live at the restaurant show. That's your cue to cheer, so uh, there we go, there we go. <laughs> yes, we've got a live audience, which means our listening figures have now doubled from seven to One, two, three, eight, five. nine, no, five, <laughs> five, five, yeah. So lovely to have you all here, guys. Uh, I am the morning advertiser at Bennington, and with me to guide us through the challenges of a live performance with a look of rabbits in the headlights is my favourite two host co-hosts, Heath Ball and Nicky Thatcher. Guys, so Heath, <laughs> Heath Ball is an award-winning operator, and we all know the challenges of running a pub and the strains it can put on a relationship. Fortunately, Heath is a thoughtful chap and a romantic, and to celebrate his wedding anniversary with his wife, he recently bought her a lovely set of pans. It was copper. It was <laughs> copper, you know. And married, romance yeah. is dead, Heath. I yeah, mean, but I bought copper. That's... What's next year, a Hoover? <laughs> I don't know what next year is. Uh, Nikki, Nikki works for the morning advertiser and joined the MA as a mere young slip of a girl straight out of failing her university degree. <gasps> 20 years later, she's finally managed to climb to the dizzying heights of being the podcast intern. So, well done, Nikki. Mm. You will one day pass your probation. One Some day. jokes here all the time, though, isn't it? Really? I, 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 changed, I changed a couple of words here and there. That's, that's generally how it works. Okay. You've been doing this for a while, Heath. Move you should have gone on. He doesn't listen. So as this is a live podcast, we're doing things differently. We're going to be discussing some of the cost challenges and what people are doing about that in this episode. To help us with that, we've got two great guests joining us. The fantastic Natalie Coleman, Master Chef Genius and Head Chef with Young's Pumps. And Phil Sutton, who I don't think has ever won anything. Uh, but he does have a great well, pub in London. I know my place. <laughs> the Perry Hill pub. You want to represent the little guy? No offence, Heath. <laughs> have you ever won a spelling contest? I mean, it's, uh, you must have won something. swimming. No, brilliant. Excellent. Guys, thank you for joining us. So, cocktails are being handed out, so uh, we will start. So, we're short on our usual marathon episode, so we're sticking to the one topic uh, with the same guests this time around. We're going to take a look at the challenges around rising costs. So, Heath, if you can kick us off, uh, get the ball rolling, and try to restrict complaints about the government to just three this time. What are your thoughts about the challenges you're facing at the moment? What, the cost of everything? Yeah. It's insane. Like, there's no reprieve from energy, wage bills, everybody wanting more money, um, cost of goods. It's just no... You know, I see the I see it's gone down in the supermarkets because they're all fighting each other and giving discount. But it's not getting any easier for us. Would it be at 20, 21 percent plus everything else? Um, I don't think it's going to get any better soon. Do you not think the fact that it's coming down in the supermarkets means we may see? No, but they're they're, 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 they're inflated before, and they're just fighting it out and just you know it's different for us. We have yeah. different supply chain. So yeah. Uh, Phil, what, what's what's your take on on the market at the moment? It's the same thing. It, 
it seems to be touching every part of the business. You know, every, every, everywhere you go to, they're, they're affected by fuel costs, staffing costs, chasing inflation, all of it. It gets everywhere, you know. And so you dread opening a letter that arrives because it's something telling you oh, there's going to be 10, 12% increase on X, Y, or Z that's coming Do you still through. get letters? <laughs> I don't have someone to open them for me yet. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, but it's down to yesterday, you know. It's like, what's next? Wages again next year, you know, another 6%. It's just every day you're just waiting for the news. What's... What's next? What's gonna, what's gonna be, an extra pressure, an extra thing to hear? And, and Natalie, how are you? I mean, you're buried in the kitchen, but what are you seeing? How are you feeling things at the moment? Um, it's a bit of a struggle, especially with the staffing costs, because obviously you've got to work to a margin, and you're paying for people that sometimes shouldn't be getting paid that wage because obviously they've got bills to cover. Um, and with the food, foods like obviously sometimes you have to inflate certain products like certain dishes so you can then sort of justify having so it costs a lot more on your menu so basically it's sort of the customer loses either way because you rip them off and what have been the real shocks what's been the the, the one thing that's really hit you i mean he you've rant about this enough so what, what's been the uh, the products that have really well like one product vegetable oil seriously you know what I mean? It was. I, I'm still looking at olive oil right now. It's what five liters at, on one of our suppliers that we don't use anymore. Sixty-five quid for five liters. Yeah. Stop using them immediately. I've stopped. No, I have stopped using <laughs> yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? But there's also profiteering going on with suppliers as well, which takes the piss. They've actually just you know they're inflating prices and it's the war. It's this. It's that. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of a lot of people taking the piss out there. Okay. Phil, what about you? What, what's, what's been the biggest Cook, shock? Cooking oil was the first one that was real, like, what? What? You know, I mean, we've got, fortunately, our vendors isn't, isn't tied, but even our, uh, we have a lead brewer, and they just casually sent her a letter saying, you know, there's going to be a 20 to 25% increase of booze across the board next week, and you're like, excuse me, you don't casually send a letter like that. That's a game-changing type letter to send, you know. Mm. Um, but we're, see, we're seeing it in lots of, lots of places, lots of things. Yeah. And Natalie, what about you? Butter and cream. Butter yeah. just went through the roof. But it's come down now, hasn't it? It's come down a bit. So yeah. is the veg oil. But yeah. cream, like, is doubled in cost. And uh, as Maria knows, I, I, everything's covered in butter and cream. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a joke. And how, what are we doing? I mean, what, what are the answers? How are, you, uh, how are you trying to mitigate and manage those increases? Heath, maybe a few less holidays? <laughs> no, <way. laughs> no, you've just got to put your prices up. But there's only so far you can put your prices up yeah. before you start losing custom. You know what I mean? You've got to be, it's changing dishes. It's, it, but you constantly, you've got to be quick on your feet. That's really hard to be these days because you're just getting it like from the, it's all coming at your all sides. And every day you're looking at something else, and you know wage costs next year going up again. And you're just constantly there's no you're not having much breathing space. And I think that's the big problem. You're not getting time to sit back and relax and assess your business. You're just constantly f- fighting fires. And uh, you know you don't get a chance to expand or do new stuff. You know what I mean? It's really hard right now to navigate. Are you changing ingredients in dishes and stuff? Yeah, but it's hard. Then you just start. Like you know, I'm a, like I'd rather take a dish off than do something, do the same dish with cheaper products. So it's you know, I mean, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Natalie, what what are you doing? What what are you what approaches are you making? Is it just cussing the butter? Uh, dodgy deals with suppliers. So um, <laughs> Maria and I, um, she's sitting in the audience. But I used to do dodgy, dodgy deals with like our fish supplier. So I'd work like they'd get a job lot of things and would break it down and backpack it and 
freeze and think ahead. Yeah. Um, it's not always the best way of doing it because it doesn't keep everything fresh, but it means you get get the best like sort of dish on the menu yeah. as such. Um, also, because we're such a big pub company, um, our executive chefs they work with the suppliers like menu partners. Um, they'll pick like a certain product that's going to be at the best in this country instead of shipping in from elsewhere and so it, it cuts down on the transport costs which then chance, um, means we pay a lot less for it yes, instead of yeah. importing from like Peru or somewhere else yeah and, and Phil what about you? Yeah, nothing exciting you know it's just <laughs> why are you here then? because <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, couldn't get on the propel free drinks <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's everything you have to do. You just have to look at trying to be across so many things. I mean, we've changed up some suppliers, but you're scratching around for a few quid and a few percentages here and there on these products here, this product there. I've now got four or five different suppliers where I used to have for liquor, where I used to have less than that because I can save a few quid here, a few quid there. I mean, it's you're out chasing. There's no one thing that's going to fix it 100%. You've got to find 20 things at 5% that's going to get anywhere near covering your margins, and it just takes up so much time all your time no time left for fun stuff no time left for growing you know we talk about you know inflation and putting your prices up but inflation put your prices up always has done and we continue that generally covers wage price, wage increases you know it always has done in the past yeah. every April put your prices up covers the wages because we want to pay the people more but you can't do both you know we can't put the prices up to cover ingredients cost increases energy bills increases and cover that because yeah. you price stuff at the market and then yeah. that's it then you're in real trouble so yeah. all the fun stuff I mean you say all the fun stuff I mean he still manages to go on holiday every other week so uh, sponsored by under pressure need to get out of the country I mean it's, it's not sustainable to be to be chasing all those those tiny little bits and pieces I mean it it, it can't be sustainable can it <laughs> it's it means you're not doing other things. It means you're not spending that time and energy on making your business better, growing your business, on trying to grow to expand to do more stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's stuff that's not good for. It doesn't. It's not helping us out of this situation as a, as a country or as an economy. I don't think. You know, you're just, we're scratching around for survival where we should be working on good businesses. You should be, be able to be thriving and growing, which would be helping the situation. They don't want us thriving and growing, though. The Tory Party don't want us being successful. <laughs> They want us sitting at home watching EastEnders. They don't want I mean, people going out. It's a negative sum game. Even if they don't want us thriving and growing, when we all die, they're going to lose all the tax revenues. It's bad maths. Right. It's bad maths. Well, you know? There's, they don't see the that, though. Up, they're going to get more PAYE. They're going to get more of this. But they don't see that. You see that with the electric car thing they're going down. They're going to lose all the fuel duty. Take your calculator Constantly. In. They're not that smart. We no, think they're smart. They're not. Yeah. Hey, does, does the government care? They don't fucking care, Ed. <laughs> they don't. We're on our own, Ed. I was heartened to see Tom Kerridge, you know, he does a lot, tries to do a lot of this. He said he's already speaking to the other side for, you know, speaking to Labour going, you know, what are you going to be doing if we're doing it? Trying to hold their feet to the fire already because we need to, you know, it's got to be a united front of hammering people going, do this you? will be good for you, but you have to do something. And it's VAT. It's VAT. <laughs> and do, you, do, you think, do you think that the, the outgoing or incoming government rather is going to make any changes? No. 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 They've already said they won't. They already said they won't address tax. They've already declared that. So, yeah, I don't think so. But no. it doesn't mean that we should give up trying to... Mate, if this is France, we'd be turning cars over on the street and burning them. But in England, we go, oh, it's all right. They'll do better. The next people... Oh, come on. So, you know, UK hospitality, what are they doing? Nothing. A couple of stupid tweets. 
The tweet didn't go down well today. It didn't go down. It's a bad tweet. Let's maybe not go there. Just move on. Moving on. I mean, Natalie, Young's is a, is a premium operator, so, I mean, your prices are already going to be high up there. I mean, what kind of pressures is that putting on? Are you finding, can you increase things to cover some of these costs? Is it a case of value engineering to kind of keep the price point where it is? What, what are you doing? Um, so, like I said, dodgy deals. Also, <laughs> we're passing on the charge to the customer, but trying to balance out the menu. So you've got some cheaper things, but you posh it up and make it sound like it's quite bling when it's not um, so then you can have those nicer dishes on the menu yeah. Um, but yeah I think it's working with suppliers really and seeing what they've got so if you can swap it to so say when I was at the Oyster Shed we'd start off with something like Turbot and then it would end up being Farm Talibut or Hake whatever fish was in season or we could get on the market cheaper and um, yeah, just basically, and then just keeping the same garnish with that dish, but changing the actual style of the have you, show. Have you noticed how much that's changed already, though? Because ox cheek, ox cheek used to be cheap. Yeah. Now ox cheek is expensive, you know, for what it is, because everybody's trying to play the same game at the same yeah. time, you know. And so it's just that's changing the changing the game as well, you know. So part of us constantly having to move the goalposts about what we're doing, what we're finding to sell. Well, you're all, you're all chasing this, aren't you? Yeah, you're it's all, all chasing, chasing the same thing. The next thing, I mean, what, what do you do? How are you? How are you looking to? I mean, same the sort of thing. Just constantly looking, buying in season. But even then, yeah, it's expensive. Mm. But the hard thing is, there's nothing cheap anymore. Pork belly used to be cheap years ago. Now it's expensive. Everything's expensive, and you're constantly chasing your tail. Like you said, we're spending too much time looking at this shit, trying to run a business, and you can't. You, you know, you should be focused on other stuff. But you're just constantly looking at your prices all the time, and it doesn't give you. You know, you're not. I feel like one of those coupon savers in America turning up going okay I want that 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 it doesn't make sense you need to be doing other stuff but even your suppliers aren't loyal anymore they're just passing the prices on so it's hard I mean is this the new normal I mean do we just have to accept that you know things are more expensive now no I think I think we need to stand up and have a go at the politicians because a lot of it is to do with I think after Covid and the Brexit and the war they need to be striking trade deals and energy deals because uh, we're we, we had a really shot. good deal before when we were in the EU and we are out of that and they absolutely screwed us yeah. that's the biggest problem biggest trading partners over there and we're going no nah, no nah, we're okay let's buy some chlorinated chicken from America we need that piss off that's what screwed us we need to be back in the EU yeah. you know so, so, so we'll vote green sorted <laughs> <laughs> say vote green <laughs> But it was that easy. I mean, he, can you see things coming down? Well, getting better. No, coming prices coming back down. Can you see? So you see that? I've seen, I, I suppose Gary's come down a bit. Hmm. You know, I can see that coming through. But yeah, prices are just still every day. You see some things go up and down and move around, but you know, I wouldn't say it's still expensive. We're at twenty percent. I you mean, you, you talked about supermarkets and the prices, yeah. and, and you sort of say, yes, that's competitions driving that. Are we not going to see that competition in, in the supply base for, for the on-trade? Surely, I mean, if, if... Well, hopefully we'll start filtering down and we'll start seeing that, mm. but I'm not, I'm not convinced. I you're not shopping to around hard enough. You're not doing what Phil's Fucking doing, it's getting out on his bike. Like, maybe we should share a van and just drive around, you know, picking up food. Well, we cost you less, are you joking? That's <laughs> 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 about new van. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah. And how high do you think you can push your prices? We'll, we'll see. I mean, let's take some staples on the menu. So, yeah, fish, what, are you, what are you for fish and chips? 1950. 
I'm putting mine up. I'm 20. Okay. What do you feel? I don't do fish and chips. Oh. <laughs> no, mainly because a lot of there's a lot of dishes where I don't feel I could. The, the fish and chips I want to sell, which is you know not frozen fish, I want to buy nice frozen fish for the price I'd have to sell. It's going to get menu shock, so I don't think I can sell. Burger? What are you for a burger then? Uh, you don't do a burger either. Fifteen fifty. That's cheap. No, sixteen fifty. It's cheap. Depends if I like your fish. What are you for a burger, sorry now? Eighteen fifty. Yeah, I'm nineteen. 18. You're nineteen. So everyone should come to the Perry. Yeah, clearly your pub is uh, the one to go to. So. Uh, how, how high can that go? How high can the burger go? Because, I mean, I remember not that long ago, sitting down and talking to somebody yeah. standing, standing up and saying, no, he never thought he'd see the day where it was £12 for a burger. It depends where you are, doesn't it? It depends where you are, what your market is. I mean, I was looking at... Was it Gary Usher, a follow on Twitter, you know, he's a good voice for the industry, mm. and he opened this pub up north, and I think he, did, he put his burger on for 16 or 17. Of course, it was for you know, about yeah. what price he was going to say for was the local Gary Usher? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and his pub up north. And um, it is, it's about, essentially, we will always sell stuff for what we can get away with in your local market. Mm. Let's be honest, that's what drives price. And then you back that up with the quality of the distance behind it. You know, so if, you can, if we can sell that, and it's a value product for that price, then I'll do it. If I can't, because I think people are going to look at it and not buy it, then I won't sell that product. You know, that's that's got to be a driver mm. by area. Yeah. Faith? What? Like, on, on Phil's point, I Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I'll, mm. you know I mean? You get away. I'd, I'd like to put a burger at 20 quid. I think that's quite reasonable. But it's not 20 quid. Been done, Burger and Officer did that. No, but it's, not, but it's not 20 quid, is it? It's 16 pounds. Because we give 20% to the government straight away. That's the rub. Customers don't realise that. We do menu pricing, they go, oh, you're expensive. Not really. Have a word to Rishi. We're giving 20% to them before, you know, I get a tomato, cut tomato in half, put it on a plate, take it downstairs, zero, zero VAT on the tomato, put it on the plate, take it downstairs, I'm giving 20% to the government. For what? That's the rub. That's the problem we have. We can claim it back on drink, but we can't claim it back on food because there's no VAT on food. Stop putting VAT on food in the supermarkets. Oh, God forbid. But we get we get hit. We should be temp, we should be paying 10% VAT on food sales, 20 on drink sales. That, that's what I think would be more fair. Well, yeah. 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 the bit that got me the other day is if I went and got my private jet and flew somewhere and had a luxury meal, I wouldn't be paying any VAT on the food that I had on that plane or on that flight. And I'm like, this seems a bit crazy, doesn't so it? So who, who's doing that lobbying? Well... Just saying, I'm prepared to go and take a lot of flights to do that. You can, you'll, you'll take that bullet with you. That's uh, that's right. I mean, uh, what support would you like to see? What I mean, what can be done? Do we need support? Should we be standing on our own two feet? No, no, yeah, we need support because if you look at Europe, we all complain about VAT over here. We get we are taxed to extinction over here right now. It's relentless the amount of taxes we we, we pay. It needs to be a level playing field. In Europe, they 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 embrace hospitality. They want a good lifestyle. They want to go out to cafe culture. They want to eat and drink and they enjoy life. But the, the Tory government almost goes, oh, it's a luxury tax. You go into the pub and have a pint. Mm, join yourself. Having friends. You should be at home free your ass off like we need we should be saying no we want to have a good social life how many pubs are we losing a day two pubs a day at what point are we going to go oh what happens we're going to need a point there's going to be have to be a point where we go we're going to have to stand up and say enough's enough yeah. but we need support and we don't need support we need a level playing field and that needs 10% VAT in this sector right either on food or across the board for a while they dropped it before but we can't keep on absorbing all these costs all the time and going okay because we don't make a lot of money 
and we're sitting there going, and we're getting rinsed out. Okay, and we, we're all optimists in the hospitality room. Okay, it's going to get better. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Turn the corner. New Labour government. Hang it's going to be all okay. Well, I'm not. not but, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And we all sit there and we get rinsed out. And the government know that we all sort of we're, we're regenerated like business. So if he doesn't do it, someone else will do it. But we need support. We don't need support. We need fear. We need to be fair. And they're not fair with us. They take the piss out of us because they know people like to have a good time and they'll spend their money. But give us a chance. The more money we make, the more we invest, the more we do stuff, the more businesses we open, the more we pay our staff and the happier the world. But we're all sitting there going, fuck, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Natalie, what are your thoughts on support or help or... No, I agree. Like, there needs to be a change because ultimately there'll be more people sitting on their asses at home unemployed. So the more people that are in work, the more people are paying tax, the more money they're making because they're out drinking, they're socialising, they're in work, they can afford to do these things. Um, but the, the, the more that they keep sort of putting costs in our way... Yeah then, yeah, we are going to shut down and we're going to end up going into a bigger recession. The, uh, so, minimum, step one, extension of hospitality business rates relief. Oh, God, yeah. Come yeah. April, has to, has to stay down at 25%. No increase on uh, the multiplier for hospitality businesses, you know, because I, I wouldn't put it past not only taking away the discount but increasing the multiplier as well. So that's, you know, I don't have... I would love to see more than that. That's that's sort of my that's the I feel like that's the least they could do yeah. to help us. Yeah. Um, national living wage is going up. Can't remember the percentage. What seven percent? Something like that. Yeah, that's all right. I'm kicking the teeth. Well, I always pay above minimum wage anyway. So when minimum wage goes up. You have to shift anyway, so it's it's just you know you put you, you put do, your price. Do you though? Do you? I, I do. mean, yeah. yeah. Why? I do because your staff answer it. Or, no, just because uh, you know I look after them and I want people. You know, I want it. It's a career, and also they get all this service charge. They, they, it's a nice package I have. You know, and it would work. But I want to look after people, and I, I realise how expensive it is to live in London. But it's it's just constantly. And then you've you've got the you know your employer's national insurance on top of that and then you've got the pension contributions and then you've also you've got the holiday contribution it all adds up it's quite a lot of money mm. and they, the government just seems to be I don't know they're delusional I don't where well, they it's a nice go. easy headline for them isn't it we're putting up the national living oh page. yeah I mean, that's what they do sound bites we'll all the time some, we'll get some votes from that then. yeah uh, they, you know yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Phil what do you think no I mean it's that's the one bill that you know I don't mind spending more on that and that's what inflationary increase was always for you know so because you, you want to look after your guys inherently you have a good team you want to look after your guys I mean but not going to lie I mean look back over the last however many years we're doing this I, I checked before I came on like in the last 10 years like inflation compound interest about 30% hospitality wages have gone up 50% you know I think back to when I was managing and looking like that we used to work to 25% wages now we're working to 35% mm. wages you know and that's, that's that's a big chunk that's gone out of our out of our margins over the years and again wouldn't take it away from anyone it's people deserve to have that better way of life and that's a part of the profits that we should be giving away the yeah. problem is the rub you is, add that into other things but that's know? the rub the customers don't want to see those products they, they, they still want 10 pound fish and chips yeah. they still want a 12 pound roast dinner that, you know, that's the problem. They're living that's in La La Land. The, yeah, the catching up of um, 
expectations of pricing versus reality of paying people. That's, that's a, yeah. been a slow lesson to learn. And when you lump on all the extra costs on top of it, this is where it starts getting really cheeky. And the last, and you know, the fear is is that people aren't giving it back to the staff as much as they used to before. Staff may have got higher, you know, wages or better increases than they would have before in this inflationary period, but they're not going to get it because they can't afford to. Because it's not because the people don't want to; it's because they physically can't afford to. Because you know? mm. it's, it's mm. It, the choice is: do you want a job at all, or do you want your your, your better? Yeah inflationary increase pay rise you know it's, and there's hard decisions out there to be made and, and it's a difficult one because we don't want to rail against we, don't, we, we suffer that uh, perception that it's a low wage industry and all that kind of thing if we're kicking against that rise in the living wage mate it, I've got a kitchen porter who makes more than a junior doctor do you know what I mean what is it 32 grand for a junior doctor I've got a guy washing his dishes 45 hours a week making more than that don't tell Nicky she'll want a job <laughs> I'm coming do you have any? Does anyone complain about your prices? Do customers come in? Do they whinge about how much dishes? It's always the ones with money who do that. It's always the ones with cash who complain. <laughs> Pull up their Ferrari outside. Ooh, nineteen quid fish and chips. Ooh. There'll never not be someone that complains about the price. I think the question is how much and how often. So if I suddenly sit there too often, and go, I haven't heard anybody complain about the price for a while, and go, sugar, time to put the prices up. Yeah, because there's always going to be some. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I just. I just had a pint over the road before I came in, nearly fell off my bar stool. I was like, okay, better go back, sharpen the pencil. <laughs> so we should be doing. How much was that pint? Right. <laughs> London centric, £7.95 for a pint. £7.95. £7.95. Nice. So Four point something percent pint of beer. Oof. The northern readers are going to literally <laughs> screaming at the podcast. Brother, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, and Natalie, I mean, are you are you getting any pushback on prices? Are customers uh, have they been saying anything about it? Um, I don't have to deal with the headache because I'm in the kitchen. So it's only when you get the bad reviews it says like lovely food but too expensive, or yeah, and it's it's just London prices. Um, but we're lucky because we have other businesses in the company that sort of can prop up that sort of thing. But going back to what you're saying about wages costs. So some of our venues have like massive gaps. So some people work into like eighteen percent labour, where others are like twenty-five. Yeah. And because of the increases, it means less minions, which means less productive people or less people in the kitchen, which is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were saying earlier, Phil, about sort of, you know chasing everything and not having time to do anything. I mean. At pubs, we're, we're supposed to be about the experience, aren't we? We're supposed to be providing a great experience for your guests, for the people coming in. Are we losing sight of that? I mean, heat, too with busy. all your ranting and whinging, are you yeah, forgetting about that? Yeah, but the, you're yeah. too busy looking at what things cost yeah. and how much your wages are and everything. You're not, you're not, you're not being, you know, you're not being a host anymore. You're not looking after your guests. Maybe if you were being a better host. <laughs> They wouldn't be complaining about the prices. That that is it. You do have to be a great host. You need to keep your top line. You need to keep driving your top line. The problem is, that's a huge priority. The problem is, controlling your costs is also a huge priority. And the problem is, everything is a huge priority to keep going. So it's like, how many hours in the day? Which of them, everything is a priority that we should be be doing today? Well, it's the old expression, isn't it? Turnover for vanity, profit for sanity. You know, you could be doing great numbers up here, but you haven't been watching your costs, and then suddenly you're like, what's happened here? And you've lost all your margin. Yeah. But is that, is that the answer? Should we be concentrating more on experience and trying to let some of this just kind of... No, you've you got to, you can't. No. You've got to look and see it all the time. You look analyse all the time. I don't think there's going to be a rare a business that doesn't have to worry about bottom line, that doesn't worry about conversion. Again, you know, it's 
going on about Tom Kerridge's documentary you know he's, he's doing his tasting menus and fully booked you can't get a table there for six months but they're like we've got to put prices up by X amount to be breaking even you know and, uh, like, and they're worrying about it you know and no one's making a profit so it, nobody's immune from this yeah. you know it's, 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 it's happening all the way through the industry there are those people have got buffers but everyone's buffers are getting eroded yeah. um, I've just seen a lot of good operators go under for, and, and they should not be going out of business they're in the last X months and you know I've seen it I'm just watching them tick and fall over and go do you know what enough done it's not worth it you know what it's taken out of me to keep this going to keep it going shouldn't be this hard I'm just, all I want to do is look after people give them a nice time that's all we all want to do and be able to make a living out of it and you know make a little bit of profit and expand them it's, it's just it's getting too hard you know and we are a nation of pub lovers and we you know it needs to everybody when the, when the crooked pub fell down it was burned down everyone loses their minds and all that it's like you've got to be a bit more than the ones that are still standing you know and I will say in general I think customers are great yeah. customers want to help customers want to do that we need the government to step in and do their bit people are still spending that yeah. people are still going out people are still going to pubs I mean you're not seeing a massive change in we've seen that now though I think like this is while it's still a bit of summer it's still light outside people have been on holiday I think they're kicking it down the road until once the, once the clocks go back and it's winter and it's cold she go out Ooh, stay at home I, I'm worried about winter yeah, and like our energy bills are going to get higher we were saying the other day and people are not going to come because it's cheaper to come to the pub than it is to ha- have their heating on at home interesting you still got to eat and drink in the pub don't you well, that's true. They I mean, don't spend money while they're there. Everyone's so. scratching for headlines to try and say, you know, turnovers up and what, you know, and you, you, you'll read a headline and go, 45% of pubs, so turnovers up, so 55 down. Okay, right, gotcha. You know, 45% up. Yeah. And then you sort of, and generally they're good people. And also, how much have we had to put prices up? There'd be a problem. If we put prices up by 5 7% over the last 12 months and everyone's trading 5% up, we're not killing it, you know? And then costs have gone up by more than that. So it's... You know, trying to search for positives. Positives are so much. <laughs> I mean, the positive fun. would be lovely, Phil. I mean, if you've got that, Natalie, if you've got the positive for me, something, uh, something to get us out on a high before I mention the word energy or something stupid like that. It's Christmas soon. Christmas <laughs> <laughs> oh, a good time. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, Heath can take a positive and turn it into a negative. So that's yeah, but he's a bit of a grinch. I hate me. Christmas, man. I hear Chris doing a Christmas menu this year, Keith. Who's? Are you doing a Christmas menu this I'm year? I'm opening Christmas Day this year. Oh. You are like a Grinch. I'd rather be at work than home with the wife and kids. <laughs> you normally, don't you normally but have she's pizza? she's got those lovely pants. Well, usually my wife and kids go away to Sweden, but they're staying in London this year, so I thought I'd open. <laughs> Australia out of the Rugby World Cup, not all bad. <laughs> yeah. There you go, there you go. Um... Heath, go on, give me a positive. I mean, we're, we're at the end. We're, we're wrapping things up. Come on, something, something positive. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie? <laughs> Christmas. Fuck. No, nope. his, his wife isn't going away. That's why he's not looking forward to Christmas. Oh, I like my t- love my team, love my customers. That's, that's, you know, ultimately the main reason you always wanted to do this. And this is what? Right. Love my team, love my customers. You know, that's what you... What love you your team? Yes. <laughs> The people you work with. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> what about your customers? <laughs> not loving yeah. them like that, Heath. Yeah, no. Oh, no, well, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't want to get cancelled. Um, yeah, no, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, uh, we should probably park that one there. But, um, guys, uh, thank you for your time. I think if we could give them a nice round of applause to uh, prove we do actually have a live audience of six people. Uh, 
<laughs> so thank you Natalie and Phil really appreciate that and of course uh, Heath and Nicky cheers for turning up uh, we will be back next week and we'll be talking about Heath's favourite topic uh, dogs in pubs uh, you especially asked for that Heath and I can't remember dog, this so, conversation uh, I think you were drunk anyway until next time please like share comment and we will be back soon cheers Hey, thank you very much, Ed. Brilliant. Well done. Uh, the Grinch is alive and ready for Christmas Eve. That's all right. Fantastic. Uh, but no, we'll get Nikki. Much appreciated. Natalie, of course. Good luck with the new opening as well uh, for you, Philip. Thank you sorry, very much. Also, for the cocktails as well, I'm going to thank Goodcher, uh, who's from Dusseldorf, and Sue Ellen from Victoria. They've been coming amongst them. And that was your non-alcoholic there. He was a pina colada made by Tom. So well done. Ed, thank you very much. And uh, well, Tuesday coming to us. We're all going to be back tomorrow. We're all going to sleep overnight. Bollocks to the trains, uh, particularly if you live outside London. We've got hammocks everywhere. Lane. We're going to sleep with the pigeons. Uh, but what a, thank you very much Ed Bennington and all the crew yeah, what fine. a great the Lock In Podcast Live thank you